episode 179, Ben on The Baron Earls Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the comic book time machine. I'm Ben, Ben Avery. And this episode is actually not an episode of the comic book time machine, although it is because I'm putting it in the feed and I played the, the comic book time machine music and I'm going to play the sounder at the end and everything. But uh, this is actually an episode from a YouTube channel called the Baron Earl's show. And this is an interview that they did with me. It is uh, J.S. Earls and Mike Barron. And J.S. Earls and Mike Barron uh, have been doing this uh, YouTube channel for a little while now, but they've got a lot, I mean, a lot of really cool people that they've been interviewing. For example, Carl Potts, who for me is Alien Legion. That's what I know him from. Elliot S. Magan who has an exclamation point after the S and that is somebody that um, I've known about for, for years and years and years, Bob Layton, who has written some of my favorite stories of all time, most notably the Hercules miniseries from the eighties and uh, Val Merrick, who was uh, involved in, in uh, the creation of Howard the duck. And then there's Jim Kruger, who I, yeah, he's just done a whole lot of stuff, but uh, he did Earth X and things like that. And then Chuck Dixon, you know, for who's known for his Batman stuff that he's done. So anyway, they got a lot of just huge comic book creators, Rags Morales, Chris Cross, and me, <laughs> Ben, Ben Avery. <laughs> and I will just straight up tell you, I do feel like I... You know, the the old Sesame Street bit, one of these things is not like the other. But anyway, um, yeah, they, they interviewed me and uh, they talked to me about my comic book writing and different things that I've done with with comics, how I got into things and how I, you know, and, and JS and I, JS Earls and I, we're, we're friends. We go way back. He and I both kind of got started professionally about the same time. And add to that, we worked for the same publisher for some of our earliest work as well. And so we, we talk about that a little bit in this, in this episode. Um, but what's exciting to me is technically speaking, uh, that means that this episode has a special guest of, of Mike Barron. So Mike Barron is well known for doing work for all the major publishers, but probably most well known for his work on Nexus with Steve Rude. So yeah, I, I'm using this a little bit, you know, a little bit as as kind of a backdoor way of getting in uh, two comic creator interviews in here. One with, uh, well, okay, so they're interviewing me, but we we've got these two guests, J.S. Earls and 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 Mike Barron, and they are special guests for the Comic Book Time Machine. But the other thing is, I do think that this might be a fun thing for uh, you Comic Book Time Machine listeners to just get to hear a little bit of my story and some of the things that I've worked on and done and how I got into things. And yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and, and play that audio here and 
just you're going to hear three guys who have worked in comics, have a fun time talking about comics. So roll tape. Hey, hello, and welcome back to the Baron Earl Show. Um, this week, we have a special guest, a friend of mine, for once, since everybody else is a friend of Mike's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I haven't been around as long and done as much. So, um, But uh, yeah, Ben and I have known each other for a while. Um, we both kind of started around the same time professionally in... Uh, with Alias Enterprises or Alias Comics. Uh, we both had some comics come out around then. Uh, we both know Mike Miller. He was kind of, we both have done uh, work with him, who at that time was also the art director, I think, uh, and one of the like main editors, whatever, at um, Alias. Um, but anyways, uh, Ben, how did you, and Ben has, ben has done a lot of stuff uh, anybody that is familiar with um, uh, geeky uh, podcasts and 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 um, Christian ones or or whatever, um, he's done uh, quite a few of different ones. Uh, he did a w Welcome to Level Seven podcast that was very popular for Agents of Shield, and he's done some other. <laughs> oh, he's he's gonna burn burn the house down. My dog is farting. Oh, nice. <laughs> Our dog's been doing that lately. It's, it's very, uh, it's it's not fun, but it's, it's rather it's appropriate for, the dog. for Ben. But um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, we'll get into that more later. Uh, it will be interesting to see how he got into all those things and went to all those things. So um, Ben, like when, uh, like how, how young were you, you think, when you started um, really getting into... Uh, kind of sci-fi and fantasy and kind of geeky stuff in general. Uh, like three or four. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I was just talking with some people yesterday about how, like, I have memories. I, I have more of a memory of seeing the commercial come on the TV for Superman the movie. And my dad right. saying, you want to see that? I don't remember actually being in the theater with my dad and the the people, the the group that he was with. But, um, but yeah, I remember sitting in the living room, seeing that commercial. My dad saying, you want to go? And of course, Super Friends and Star Wars and all that stuff. I mean, it just—it's just been a part of my life ever since I could, I've been aware of, of things. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And and you were, um, uh, were you doing uh, some like homemade comics and stuff in high school or something? Or oh, I was. Yeah. So I mean, grade two, grade three, I started writing stories and just you know, and most of that was like fan fiction kind of stuff. It was Star Wars. It was, um. You know, Superman and that kind of thing. I did draw a lot of my own comics in junior high uh, and made up some of my own characters and then also did um, fanfic again kind of stuff with, with right. Star Trek comics. And uh, I do remember there was they were all pretty terrible. 
But I do remember there, there was one panel that I drew of, of Captain Kirk that I was so proud of because it looked like a perfect, perfect Ted Danson. So <laughs> it was, and then I also, um, yeah, drew, drew an enterprise once that looked really, really good. So, yeah, but that, that was something that was always a part of my, my life was just, I love story and I love telling stories, reading stories, watching stories. Um, yeah. And I also I remember making, taking my Birdman comics. So Birdman was like Voltron, only birds. Right. Uh, but took my Birdman comics and turned it into audio stories on on my dad's stereo that had a little condenser mic on it and and so i just be like talking into the mic and doing special effects into it and stuff like that and again horrible stuff but that didn't matter you know it was just it was fun i loved it and all of those things when you're doing them they just feed into uh, your own you know your creative experiences and so as awful as it was it definitely served a a pretty important purpose yeah. And then, um, so how old, uh, and forgive me if I'm skipping past something that's really important, but how old were you, uh, when you started seriously, like looking at and saying, you know, I'd, I'd really like to do writing. I'm going to try to, um, get some schooling for it or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that was again, probably just always, um, yeah. I remember in junior high, that was my goal was like, to, I'm going to, had my college picked out and I was going to learn how to be a, a writer and, and an artist and, and all that kind of thing. And, um, and it just kind of always stuck with me. And I always knew that no matter what I was doing, I would be some form of storyteller, even, even if I was working a job that had nothing to do with that. Um, right. It was either going to be a part of the job because I brought that to the job or it was going to be something that I'm doing on the side. And it's ended up both and both and, Right. You know, I, I've right. I've brought it to jobs where you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, storyteller. But then I've also, you know, worked as a janitor and, right. and that was the that was the regular income. And then there was the the writing stuff on the side where it's like that's what allows me to support my whole family. Right. <laughs> instead right. of just half my family with the janitor stuff. So Yeah, yeah. So didn't you um didn't you get didn't you go to school or take some some yeah. kind of yeah, so I graduated with a degree in drama, journalism, and um, and English. Which and, school? Uh, Bethel University. Well, it's Bethel University now. It was Bethel College here in Indiana. Uh, in the midst of that, I also went to the Christian College Coalition's film school, and and then also went to a program called Act One Writing for Hollywood. And that Act One program that I went to, I think it was two thousand. Yeah, it, w- it would have been year. It would have been 2000, just before I started having kids, actually. Um, the stuff that I learned in that was probably the most significant as far as any kind of post-high school education that I had that actually pushed my writing to be better. And after that, directly after that was when I, because I'd been in contact with Mike Miller before that, but right after that was when Mike Miller contacted me and said, hey, I got this book. It's called The Hedge Knight. Uh, have you heard of it? And I'm like, no, <laughs> he said, well, read it and then send me a six page sample from the first scene because I need a writer. And I've been talking to George Martin and he's, he's open to me having some of my friends send in some samples and he's going to take a look at them. And he's going to choose, choose from them. And it was directly after that act one writing for Hollywood program I went to. I think that really fed into the way that I adapted the the novella and got the job. That's what launched me into actually having a career 
yeah. in in writing as opposed to just I'm doing the writing, I'm having fun doing it, and it's a fun thing to do with with these friends that I've made online who are artists, um, where I actually turned into a career. Right. So was it uh, was it a fun mix of of um, this is really cool because I'm getting to do something like with um, like George Martin or whatever mixed with oh my gosh I'm doing the pressure of of doing something for for a bigger bigger name um, yeah I think I think even as I was doing that book I realized this is probably the biggest thing I'm ever gonna do like I I that's just shows right. the standard I had set for myself. But I, right. kinda, I was like, I'm, I just stepped into something that I, and it was pretty big. It's, it's the only thing I still get royalty checks on is, yeah. is that. Um, and I just got one today, you know, it's a, although the royalty checks it reminds me of the episode of Seinfeld where he's getting paid for the jokes he did in Japan. And so yeah. he gets like a stack of checks for five cents each. <laughs> yeah. And uh, sometimes it feels like that, but you know, it's been, it's been almost what twenty years or so. No, not quite that long. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's it's been it's been yeah almost almost twenty years around in there since the book actually came out. Um, but yeah, it's it, it it was and and I look at it now, especially the first one because I've done the three Hedge Knight uh, books right. that, they, that they've done, and uh, the first one I look at and I'm just like so many words on this page. Why didn't right. the editor say something or, or do something <laughs> here? Um, and, and there's especially the, the last issue, the last or almost last scene. I'm like, I could see why, why it was that way. I had so much more that I still needed to squeeze in. Right. Um, but huge, huge mistake there. Just like, Oh, I should have spread this out a little bit more. I should have saved some time, saved some, you know, not done the double page splash page that Mike hated me about, you know, the, that kind of thing that would have given yeah. me a little bit more space uh, because it was important to me. Now, they weren't my words that were important. They were right. George's, but they were there was a lot of words on a couple of those pages. Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough to cut yeah. stuff out from from like a, another author or whatever. It's, it is. It's, I mean, there's a reason you make fun of me for having so many words, though. Yeah. I mean, because it's true. It's not. It's, you're not wrong, but, but, but sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it, sometimes it works. I mean, well, cause at least you can always trend, at least you can always trim back and, and you can know. And there's a lot of times I, this is, I, I guess a little bit, whatever inside baseball or whatever, but, um, but there's a lot of times when, uh, it, the, in some of the podcasts and different things that Ben and I've done or stuff that he's written and, or where we've co-written a script or something like that, or even like just whatever. And then we'll be going over it and then he'll, start editing the heck out of himself and like, and like, yeah, I don't need to, we don't need to say that. We don't need to say this. So it's, no, I, we, we were doing a recording session with the actors and I'm like, uh, yeah. why don't you cut that line? Don't say that part. And, <laughs> uh, but that's the school of thought I come from is, you know, right. do it big and then, and then trim it out, you know, and, and, and trim it down. And, and there's been some times when I've worked with editors who they've specifically said, yeah, give me the big thing. And then we'll, we'll cut it down and it'll be okay. And then there's other times where I'll work with editors. And I'm just like, why aren't you cutting me? <laughs> Cause yeah. there's stuff in there that needs to be trimmed out that I wish I had trimmed out before if I had known you weren't going to cut so deep. So, right. Yeah. It's like, um, I, I know, which I hate, I hate the term, but a lot of screenwriters call it, um, like their first draft, they'll call it like a vomit pass where you just, 
yeah. throwing yeah. throwing everything out and just seeing what sticks and what we're and seeing if it pushes it slightly a different way or something creative comes out. Um, but just to get it done. And I mean, that's a big thing for, for a lot of writers. And uh, I know, especially Ben and I, um, but j just feeling like you're getting things done. Um, it, it, and that's one reason why a lot of uh, screenwriters and people will do that is they'll just like, you know, th throw as much out as quickly as possible just to, to really get it rolling and to get yourself going. I started working on something recently and uh, the, the person who's my point person for it, he said, uh, yeah, Hey, they, they want to make sure that you keep it, keep it a little bit shorter than, than the ones you gave us a couple of years ago. And I was like, I, that's because what I gave you was a first draft. Like I, right. I, yeah. I thought we were going to you know do some editing here. And he's like, eh, no. And they, and they didn't. Fortunately, right. it's not like it. It's not like I was looking. I was like, it's bad because of you, you didn't. Right. But, um, they were looking at it. It worked. It did the job, but it was, it was longer than they were looking for, but they went ahead and kept it. And, and I appreciate that too. Are those books still in print, Ben? What? Are yeah. those books still in print? The, the George Martin books? ones are. Yeah. 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 yeah, they are. Absolutely. They are. They're being actually published by Jet City, which is uh, through Amazon. You think and, uh, I could find them at Barnes and Noble? Probably. Yeah. 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 Uh, I believe they'd be under, uh, well, I can't remember if it'd be under Hedge Knight or if it'd be under Martin, but um, yeah, well, yeah, it's they the have... Hedge Knight and the the Hedge Knight, the Sworn Sword, the and the Mystery, mystery Knight or something. Yeah. yeah, the Mystery Knight. They they um yeah, and Mike, when you look it up, you'll like you'll see. Yeah, it's been around for a while, and they have a lot of different covers and a lot of different versions. Um, they did recently, especially when Game of Thrones hit big. Um, they went back and like rebranded and did all the stuff to kind of really match up the graphic novels with the, with the novels and, and, and stuff. And I will tell you, like I have talked to um, actually this past week, I was talking to uh, some, some whatever people who really do stuff in Hollywood and other things, but they really love reading fantasy and stuff. And they knew, and, and um, I think I, I mentioned something about it. Um, cause I think I, I was trying to get them to check out our, our, uh, supersonic podcast. And, um, I mentioned something about you doing that. I said, I said, but it's not the, it was on the, the, um, some of the extra stuff for the, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. You mean, and, the, and they knew yeah. they mean the hedge night stuff with Doug. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did those, which is, I mean, that's gotta be, that's gonna be awesome for George too, just to. Uh, just because a lot of times those extra novellas or other short stories don't get much attention or don't, or don't many, as many people don't get to see them um, as they do like the regular stuff. So, it, I mean, it is kind of cool to get it out there and have more people um, see it. Yeah. The, the novellas. Ago, uh, Mike S. Miller contacted yeah. me and said, I got something if you want to write it. <laughs> ah, uh Oh, you know, I've always wanted to work with Mike, but I don't think he does continuity anymore. Not, not too much. No, he's uh, dealing in NFTs these days. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, crypto and doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that I know. I know. Um, well, I know Ben is too. Have you guys seen the uh, that you can do the uh, on uh, Twitter? That they they have the uh, NFT 
uh, what is it? It's like your, 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 your picture or whatever. Like you can do some sort of thing that turns it into like an NFT or something. I'm sure the people are lined up waiting to buy that. I know. I, <laughs> I know it's, it's, yeah, I don't even know exactly how it works, but I saw, cause I, uh, cause I got a new phone. So I'm having to sign up again and check and get into all my, you know, profiles and stuff like that. And um, yeah. And it came up as a thing. It's like, do you want to make your, profile picture and nft or whatever i'm like i'm like what i was like <laughs> not right now thank you um so but, ben lullaby and the imaginaries are your own creation right well, uh mike no no uh so the imaginaries i worked on with mike uh he came with the initial idea and and then um allowed me to take off a little bit and and add to it some but it's mostly it was definitely his original idea and there was a lot of back and forth with with some of the for what went these, from there. these were published by image yeah yeah and and then lullaby was something that mike had a uh, met someone i'm not sure exactly what their yeah, original the artist, connection yeah. was with mike and hector but um he he had this lullaby idea and this is one where mike was like yeah we're, i'd like you to have a writer help you with this and so yeah. his, I mean, his art and his imagination, Hector's were just oh, yeah. amazing, just so beautiful and, and so cool. And so it's so exciting to, to be able to be a part of that and, yeah. and kind of guide and, and take his initial ideas again. And, and that's really where a lot of my career has been is other people's ideas and kind of, you know, with, with George Martin forming the, the visual script from his story or with imaginaries or lullaby working with, with them on their, their original idea for the imaginaries. It really was Mike uh, didn't have time to do all the things that he had going on because he right. just had a lot, especially at that time, he had a lot of stuff happening. Um, do you remember so, what year those came out? Oh, I don't. That would have been. Close to 2006. Around in there, yeah. Some, some, yeah. Some, somewhere around there originally. But yeah, a lot of those were... And they've been reprinted and everything too because they, they were originally at Alias and then Image and then I think they've been... Had some other uh, places do that. Well, and I know that uh, Mike had even gotten them into other countries and stuff too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know there's the Spanish version and I know that there's some other um, stuff too. Because I was even talking to him about that because I had a lot of people... I had a bunch of uh, foreign people who were doing a bunch of um, who were looking for content from the U S and I was, and I had reached out to Mike um, about it to see if he'd be interested. And he's like, Oh, it's like, well, we were already in like all these <laughs> different countries we were talking about. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but Mike, and, and so we'll have to ask this. Um, I will say Ben and I have taught, I mean, since we've known each other for so long, we, we've talked, um, a lot about story and a lot about uh, intellectual properties and different and different ones that we love, whether it's Stargate or Robotech or a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, and, and like how we would do things better and differently, um, <laughs> at least differently, whether they're better or not is, is probably up to uh, up to our opinion. Yeah. But, yeah. I, yeah. But, uh, but no, but, I, but I, so um, I know Mike has done this. Mike said to, uh, He's had to um, work w from other people's things. I mean, like I still um, love uh, his um, heir to the empire and stuff that he did with Timothy Zahn's um, 
um, stuff. But I do, I, I, I want to ask, and I keep, I, I keep wanting to do like a Robotech podcast and I keep wanting to save it for this. And then Mike knows because I had talked to him before about it, but um, w- this is for Mike. And, uh, and, and I'm asking this because Ben is a Robotech fan too. Um, I don't know how many of the comics he collected, um, but the, uh, just a few, just a handful. Yeah. But I'm interested uh, because I know the only uh, like original story, well, at least one of the mainly, I know there were some extra little things they added, but I know the only original story, um, was like the Robotech graphic novel that you were involved with, with Carl, like how much, um, of like Carl's, I'm wondering how much leeway or whatever you had with the story and, and how it. I had uh, complete freedom. Oh, I had cool. no guidelines except mm-hmm. for the Robotech stories that I had watched. Right. And with which I was familiar. Uh, so that I made that one up out of the whole cloth. Uh, I'd have to wow. reread it to remember what I wrote. I mean, that was. Yeah. That was well, I know th- the big thing. And it's funny because, uh, yeah, it's it, it's like it. um they kind of latched onto it for the Sentinels that they wanted to do. But I know one of the big things was, um, and we don't have to geek out and talk about this a lot, but one of the big things for anybody who does know is um, like in, in that you really brought, um, if I remember correctly, I think you really brought Zor into it. And he was from like the middle series. Um, and then you kind of really connected it and kind of wove it with uh, the first series Macross and kind of really, I, like I thought it was great it, it, that because you really brought like the three different series and stuff kind of together, even though it connected more of the first and second, which for, um, which for that time when you were working on, uh, and Ben, I don't even know if you know this, but Mike wrote the whole masters series. Um, and actually, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mike wrote the whole Robotech masters uh. Series. Um, so, I mean, the great thing about that, especially if you checked out some different ones, is a lot of the other ones were like they kind of bounced back and forth between the writers and artists. Um, but Neil Vokes was the artist, and I'm pretty sure he did every issue. There might have been one he didn't. I think you're right. I, you know, I, I have a, a couple of reprints in the basement uh, that they just sent me, which yeah, fairly recent. I haven't even looked through them on. I'll look through them and, you know, I'll send you one if you want it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause that was, and, and I said that to Mike and I, I've, I, I honestly had told a lot of people that, and it's also, that was actually for me with other projects and things that I've worked on. Uh, and I know Ben and I've said this about other things, whether it's um, TV or movie or look or comics or whatever, but like having that consistency and that cons and that consistent voice or the consistent look, you know, or whatever, like the consistent, like directing style or whatever it is, like it really helps um, connect better with the, with the viewers or listeners or whatever. And that was one of the things like, I absolutely, even though like I loved all three, all three um, generations of Robotech um, and like masters was my least favorite, but like, I still loved it. I mean, I mean, to me, it was still like, you know, it was just a minus rather than a plus, but then it, Comic wise, it was like, I, I mean, that was like an, a solid A for me, like the whole series, because you had consistent writing and, and story flow style with Mike doing the writing and with um, Neil Vokes doing the art on every single issue. It just it gave it that consistency, mm-hmm. which um, it, which is so great in that, that I know we especially Ben and I grew up with I, and, and, um, and Mike did too. I mean, in the seventies and eighties, 
a lot of writers and artists stayed with series for a long time. And that's what the comic, you know, that's what the comic uh, consumers were used to because you like you want, and like, it, even if they switched to a really good writer, or a really bad artist, it kind of like threw you for a loop yeah. when they did it. So it, it, uh, you know, that, that was, um, so yeah, and definitely and anybody who is, or people that are, um, Robotech fans, um, or even like Macross fans, definitely check out the Robotech masters and they do have the reprints, I, uh, of the, uh, the whole, um, big volumes and they're like, um, yeah, there's several hundred pages and, uh, and I think they're, you can find them on different places for anywhere from like 20 to $25, but they're totally worth it. Um, they're very, very big. Um, and they have a lot of stuff. Sometimes they even have some neat extra stuff. Um, like I didn't know, um, until I got, I can't remember which one it was. Oh, I think it was the, uh, in the Macross one, um, that, that, uh, Carl Masek's wife wrote the intro to that. And it was really cool hearing the behind the scenes stuff. Cause she illustrated the first, um, across, um, graphic novel for, for Ro- oh, before it became Robotech. Yeah. She illustrated it all. And like, I still love it. Like that was great. And it was before it became Robotech and, um, she didn't do any other, she never drew any other Robotech stuff again. Like that, I mean, but she did a whole issue of, of Macross and it looks great. And it has like a little bit of a, um, it has a little bit of a painted look, um, to it and, uh, kind of like, um, Les's stuff on Nexus and some other things he's done. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, but I, yeah, I was, I, I was, I was interested. And I know you wouldn't remember all the details from that, but, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's tricky. And that's one of the reasons why, um, I know I, I and I'm sure my, Mike, Mike, not as much as, as Ben and I, because Ben, ben and I have been hired to, to adapt other people's stuff quite a bit or adapt stories that have already been out there or things that have been out there. So, I mean, that was one of the reasons why, I mean, cause we have been talking for years about these different like superhero characters and yeah. sci-fi things and, and all this other stuff. And, and that's when, and when he was really doing a lot of podcasting um, stuff and then I was starting to do more and I had always uh, really liked like audiobooks and and things like this. And uh, this was when, this was when, this is when Mike's eyes are going to glaze over because he's he he's more into music for for audio stuff. He's he's a big 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 music guy, but um, but that uh, I mean, and and um, with some of uh, Ben's uh, podcast things that he had done, um, he used some of my music for some some of the different things, um, which which was cool because I had done a bunch of instrumentals and stuff, and he was like, "Hey, can I use this one for this and that one for that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." I was like, yeah. "I'm just trying to get couldn't, it out couldn't there." Couldn't beat the price, go. man. It was yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so I mean, so we really started working, and that was one of the reasons why we we really wanted to do like our supersonic thing because it it's like because we kept getting, and especially I mean, we both. We kept getting uh pigeonholed i guess i don't know but either either into doing fantasy a lot uh, mostly or into doing um even with like biblical stuff which is you know again set thousands and thousands of years ago and uh and ben and i both like sci-fi and stuff too so it was kind of driving us a little <laughs> a little i don't know it's driving us crazy but it, it was it, it, it's hard to break that stigma um and i'm sure that there's certain things that that you know, people, um, think about Mike and stuff and that he's had 
trouble um, breaking out. I know there's, I know there's people who think Mike is is a far right Nazi, um, which he is not, um, and he and he will he will bash people on the right for doing the wrong things just as as easily as he bashes the other. Probably bashes people on the right more who he tends to, you know, agree agree with more if they would actually do what they say. Um, as, as, as you know, Jeff, that I have three rules about writing. And the first rule is, it's my job to entertain. And I never yeah. lose sight of that fact. And I don't invest my fiction right. in politics with a few exceptions. And Nexus is one of those exceptions. Any longtime reader of Nexus will, will guess that, that we're both conservative. Right. But we're not rabid or nasty about it. We right. try to be entertaining. So there's yeah. a good deal of satire. In yeah. Oh yeah. And there, and there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, yeah, that you poke fun at and, uh, and different things too. And it's, yeah. And I kind of hate that. Like when people have said things it's like that, that's, it's like, you don't even know Mike. It's just the same old sound bites. It's like Mike is, I mean, the only thing you can point to is like Nexus and like the other 500 things Mike has written, like he doesn't, he doesn't barely get political at all. I mean, he gets, you know, more, more into the comedy side and, and the overall, uh, you know, structure and the overall um, story. And well, well, Ben, I wanted to ask you, uh, what do you think your reception would be if you reached out to Image today and asked to do a book for them? I, I think they'd say it'd be like the beginning yeah. of Guardians of the Galaxy, where yeah. he's like, "I'm Star Lord." Who? I, I really think. I, and and actually, I would never call myself Star Lord, but uh, yeah, I, I don't even know if they would even recognize that i had i was gonna say so many people have changed there too um i think about eric larson's about the only person who's like still there that was there but yeah and i i almost feel a little bad yeah jim valentino and uh geez i don't think any of the others well jim lee obviously doesn't right yeah rob leefield doesn't and a bunch of uh I know, but well, uh, I take that back. Actually, Cyberforce, uh, the people with that, I know that I know they're trying to reboot that again, um, and they've been looking. They're doing some kind of thing where they're looking for new writers and new artists. Uh, but you can't have had anything published before, so <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, because they're trying to be new and new and modern and everything, which. You know, it's it's kind of comes back to the whole thing of nowadays too, where uh, where they look at your social media and see how many followers and stuff you have, um, if they're gonna be you know hiring you to write something entertaining or or whatever because they want to you know have that sure uh, audience bet. But yeah, I, I mean, I almost feel bad when I'm talking to someone new about my comics where they're. Oh, you've been published by by Zondervan and and Marvel and Image, and it's just like, right. yeah, but that was a really long time ago, and I I have no relationship with them right now. <laughs> like, it's not, I'm, I'm, it's not that big of a deal at this point because it was it was a long time ago, and I you know it was, you know, and so that's that's part of the supersonic stuff right. is because there's no I don't want to call it a gatekeeper, but why not call it a gatekeeper? There's no yeah. one to say no to us. Um, I would love to do comics again and, and do more comics. Uh, but I just don't have the funds to, to do it on an indie scale. And right now I don't have the time to invest into like a Kickstarter kind of thing. Right. And so it is kind of just following, you know, where, where can I do things like supersonic, which is audio and still tell some of the stories I want to tell, or 
do some of the stories like with with uh, some of the Bible stuff that I've been doing where every once in a while they'll come back to me and say, hey, we need another project from you. Can you can you give us a 16 page story about the the origin of Easter, you know, or whatever it might be. Um, and, and that's yeah, Kingstone. So, yeah, it's usually, Kingstone. Right. Yeah. 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 Do you know but, that the Action Bible is the best-selling graphic novel of all time? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's good, too. It's good. Well, you I, know, the art is brilliant. But when yeah. I got my copy and I started reading through it, I was shocked and disappointed to find out that they did not print the verses from the Bible. Right. But instead, paraphrased everything in layman's language. Right. Yeah. And I thought there was a big opportunity missed because I'm always looking for good quotes. You know. So if you're if you're looking for that, there's a book out there called the Word for Word Bible, and it's a comic book. Oh yeah, book yeah, Bible. yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely check them out. Um, yeah. The all the he's Bible. A, work he's that, a history buff too. Yeah. Like he really gets into the history. So like the armor and all that stuff is like history accurate. Like it's it's super. It's super cool. Yeah. The, the, the Bible stuff I did is adaptation and is, is not like, here's the verses. Here's the, here's the image. Uh, it comes close with the, the works I, that I did that were um, the gospels where I put all four gospels in order right. um, as one narrative instead of as, as four. Um, and there's a lot more of that kind of thing, especially when I'm having Jesus talk. I, didn't want to put too many words into Jesus's mouth because right, yeah, I'm not Jesus, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I just wanted to be really careful with that. So, well, it's okay to update his slang a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so, my homies. Well, yeah, and it's I mean, and it's one it, you know, and it is good. Like because uh, like Ben's a Christian, so at least he has some sort of idea and some sort of context of the, of what he, you know, believes like if Jesus was talking today, this is the way that he would speak. Um, so that, that helps. Um, and so I, I did want to get into a little bit. Uh, so Ben is, uh, he has been involved in youth ministry and ministry in general uh, for a, a long time, as he said, that kind of plays into some of the story stuff mm-hmm. he's done, which has definitely come in handy with uh, with that, with all, with all, especially when he was doing like kids stuff. Um, and and he uh, he is very um, he's pretty adept at doing uh, puppets and stuff too, and 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 doing that kind of a thing, and um, all that stuff is storytelling. Yeah, yeah, and that comes that side of storytelling for me comes from my, my parents, you know, they did a lot of those things. They traveled and would do uh, camps and things like that with, their, with their puppets. I have their puppets now. Um, I don't use them too often because they are as old or older than me. Some of them. So ben, I mean, are, are you uh, uh whispering loon on, on whisper? Yes, he is. I am. He is I, whispering. I'm following you now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm whispering. That comes from the the band that I was in in college. We were the Whispering Loons, and the <laughs> good name. The, yeah, the two guys, the two guys who started it, were both Canadian. I'm not Canadian, but I'm Canadian adjacent because I lived there for a while, but I wasn't born there. Um, yeah, and so they 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 came on my radio show and did a song or two, and then. I was like, "Hey, I've got songs that I was writing in in high school. Let's let's right. put them to music." And so then it turned into a, a whole thing where we had songs that they had done that that we did all together. There's songs that we pulled from other people, and um, 
but one of our mottos was we may not be good, but we're loud because <laughs> we we were talented enough. <laughs> and then we we brought in a guitarist who was just amazing. He couldn't read music. He learned to play guitar in Romania. He was an exchange, not an exchange student, but he came from Romania to, to right. college with us. And just honestly, the best guitarist I've ever seen personally. Like I, I've heard better guitarists, but at that point, he was the best I'd ever sat in the room with. And he elevated us quite a bit. So our songs are funny. Yeah, I, yeah, there's no way to hear it right now. Sorry. Didn't you make uh, any re- record? Didn't you record? We did. We have some VHS tapes that I've thought about trying to upload to YouTube, but that's all we have right now. But you have, uh, don't you have? Uh, didn't you say uh, you have a song on or two on Spotify? Don't you? I do, but they're yeah. The songs <laughs> that I have on Spotify, one is from a puppet show that I did with a a company that that right. a company that did uh, this puppet series and. Um, the main character that I voiced didn't do any singing, but I did get to do this, uh, sheriff character who needed a nice baritone voice to sing his, his song. And then my other song that I have on Spotify, I didn't sing it. It's grave robber and it's called Mumator and the conquerors of the cosmos. And that comes from, um, my buddy, Tim Barron, who is an amazing amazing artist he's also not doing comics anymore he's doing skateboard art these days and wow. it's be- beautiful beautiful stuff look him up um i, I think we're facebook friends do you and tim barron i i hesitate to ask if you're related but you know we are we are tim barron same last name Purdue university yeah yeah that's that's my friend yeah and uh he created uh, a book where he wrote or drew the whole thing Oops, keep hitting my mic because i talk with my hands yeah um he drew the whole thing and said, Hey, uh, Ben, uh, my, my friend told me that you write comics and that he went to college with you. And so, yeah, I do. And he's like, would you help me out? And so I got to write the script from this just bonkers, crazy, awesome. It's a comic graphic novel, uh, Julius Destructus. And then, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he did two books that were kind of uh, masters of the universe style of thing called uh, Mumator and the Conquerors of the Cosmos. And then we did a Frankenstein one as well. Uh, but we got Grave Robber. I wrote some lyrics and then Grave Robber took the lyrics and <laughs> recorded a song of what the what the theme song to this this uh, un, unmade animated series would have been. And it's it's great. But it's just called Mumator. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. I, I love it so much it's real uh, kind of surreal it's like do you i see just Tim these days do you see him in person no not in person he lives in fort wayne which is about 90 minutes away from me um but we're in, in contact on on facebook and texting so and yeah. ben has 42 children so i have seven no <laughs> Five. There's seven of us in the family. Oh, Five children. I was gonna say, holy yeah. cow! No, you I got, did not get two, two extra children in the last couple of months. Yeah, yeah. No, and <laughs> honestly, I mean, that's that's why. Um, yeah, it, it's it's funny because I know uh, Ben is humble, and he feels like that he uh, that he d- doesn't that he hasn't done that much or, or hasn't. I, I and I know as a creator, like you always want to do more. You're always you're always having the new new stuff and everything. But um, that's when. Uh, yeah, that's when I, I stumbled across today when I was the uh, Ben Avery's podcast credits, 1,129 episodes, to- totaling 1,188 hours. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. But that's, I mean, 
so I do have a number of podcasts though. And so there's, right. Um, there's strangers and aliens. We have 300 and some, that's been going for 10 years. Right. You know, and, yeah. and the comic book time machine is creeping up on 200 episodes and then welcome to level seven, which we started when agents of shield was announced. And, right. and we're just continuing to do, you know, all the Marvel movies, the Marvel episodes of the shows. And, and we've, we've fallen back on some, we haven't done all of the Netflix stuff. We just right. couldn't get to it in time. And there was just so much more stuff coming. Um, but yeah, that's up into the 300 episodes as well. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say this as much as I try not to, but still allow myself to self de- uh, depreciate or whatever. Right. To, uh, self-defecate no, no self uh whatever <laughs> <laughs> but um as much as i do that i i i do recognize uh, even though i said like i started out the gate with probably what was going to be my biggest project that i ever worked on right um it might not be the biggest one uh, kingstone the kingstone bible might be the biggest one because that one has gone to you know multiple countries dozens right. of languages do you have copies and, of that of the kingstone bible i do yeah yeah um it's a i didn't do the whole thing but i i i did like the book of job and i worked on the gospels and did you you use the the language from the bible no that's where i did like the the adaptation and especially the book of job what was important to me about the book of job was that it uh would translate the uh the, the intent and so i loved being able to do the visual it's like I taught English in high school and whenever we do Shakespeare, yeah, we can read it, but it's meant to be seen and heard. And, and with the book of Job, you have like, it's a conversation, it's a dialogue. It goes back and forth and you have his friends. And so I'm just like, this is great because I'd love to put a visual to it. So you can see here's this one friend who, whenever he talks, he's talking about this. And here's his other friend who, whenever he talks, he talks about this. And here's this other friend in the background who's not talking right now because he's holding his tongue. And, um, and so that one was really important to me to make sure that it was understandable and, and easy to follow. And I loved it because I did it. It was a 24 page book. I think it was. And in my mind, it was like, man, I just wish I had another 24 pages where I could just really expand this out. And, it was not a week or two later when uh, art from Kingstone contacted me and said, Hey, would you mind turning it into a, a 48 page book for us? Nice. I was like, oh yes. Yeah. I'd love to. Um, the art on that yeah. one looks really intense too. Oh, that's Jeff Slemons, man. And that, that's what I was about to say is, you know, Jeff I self- Slemons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he lives nearby. And, and, no, uh, I didn't. He's one of the artists on thin blue line, which is at the printer right, right. now. Right. And we're it all going to get together in a week or two to sign these postcards. I'll say hello to them for you. Yeah, absolutely. Because one of the most talented artists that I've worked with. Awesome. And, um, so as much as I look back and I'm like, well, I wish I could do this or that, do this or that. I've worked with some amazing, amazing artists. I've been very blessed right. um, to have had contact with them or to be put in contact with them by a publisher. Um, yeah. yeah. Nice. That's Jeff's that's, work. That's Jeff's cover. It's just beautiful. Like he he did some armor quest covers that we ended up not using for when, right. we were, when they were going to be novellas and right. just these beautiful paintings. I'm just like, man, he takes it, Jeff, Mike, Sherwin, Schwartzrock. Um, these yeah. guys they take what was in my imagination and I script it on the screen. <laughs> I I script it on my on my computer screen and then send it to him or them. And then what comes back is just like, 
you took my imagination and like went five steps further and five steps better than I even imagined it could be. Uh, so yeah. I, I've been very, very blessed. So. Yeah. Mike's Mike's worked with some really good artists too, that I'm sure have, have impressed him with what they've done with his words and his descriptions. Well, uh, uh, the guy that penciled Thin Blue Line, Joe is an old friend of mine. Uh, he's a full-time police officer. And he still finished the book faster than many pros. But uh, Joe, <laughs> I, Joe kind of sketched it in. And Jeff, who inked the book, fleshed everything out. I mean, it just he added the detail that's going to blow your mind. Wow. Yeah, and nice. also his illustrations of cars. He's in every issue of cartoons. Do you know about that, Jeff? Yeah. Cartoons. Yeah. It's a yeah. magazine devoted, cartoon magazine. And, and yeah. his stuff towers over everybody else's work in there because most of the other guys are just kind of low-level cartoonists and jeff is this consummate artist and you oh, go yeah. to his website and you look at his fine art at his landscapes and stuff and it just blows your mind my uh my caricature on uh on facebook is, yeah. is by jeff and yeah he just <laughs> he's just it's all about detail like he's yeah. just got so much detail but not so much that you're overwhelmed by it it's just like it just adds and every every stroke is just yeah. I I could wax poetically about Jeff probably longer than, than you're my been work able to storyteller, right? Yeah, that's my that's my Facebook page, but my personal Facebook uh image is is the the one by Jeff. Well, I can't friend you right now because I'm still uh, in Facebook it's jail sure. for my crime. <laughs> yeah. And my dog, your your dog is farting, and my dog is barking. So, oh, yeah, but this um, like Jeff's lemons, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna oh. put this up. Oh yeah, man, I haven't thought about cartoons in a long time. I saw that when I was a lot younger. Yeah, I I see it on Facebook when he whenever he posts like different things that he's done, and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. Yeah, so so Ben does have some interesting things uh, coming out soon. I mean, obviously, well, for, for the people that know us, um, we're getting ready to kind of ramp up our Supersonic podcast again, uh, which is basically like, as Ben d called it, uh, Comics for Your Ears, um, which is, I guess we could also call it Poor Man's Comics because they're, they're free. <laughs> <laughs> and that was and that was one of the concepts uh the art is by the best artist possible your imagination yeah um yeah and we were uh but that that was one of at least it was one of my considerations it's just um the the comics are getting so expensive to collect and stuff that you can uh never hardly get all the ones you'd like including like on on uh you know kickstarter and things like that too um, but, and that's what we were like, you know, it'd be cool to do our own universe and, and have stuff that's kind of to supplement the fact that we can't afford the other stuff and kind of give them good, uh, adventures and things like that, that they can, uh, that they can hear. Uh, but we are getting ready to ramp that back up, finish our huge first season. Um, and, uh, but, and move towards a big cr crossover thing that we're doing. That was kind of the plan from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I did want to give Ben a little bit of a chance to talk about his other stuff that's coming up. Um, we do have, and I helped um, kind of put this together. He has the Armor Quest novel um, that we recently got done um, doing all the edits on 
Um, and uh, we're going to be deciding uh, with the publisher um, exactly how and when that's going to be um, released. He did, uh, Ben did find a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I found he had a written. ton of arm request scripts that I had forgotten about. And yeah, like I had vague memories. And then I was looking it up. I was like, Oh, this is a graphic novel that I wrote. This is 120 pages. And I don't know if anything's going to come of that, but uh, it depends if we do like a Kickstarter. Right. I could see, you know, even the script themselves could become some sort of a, a bonus or a stretch goal or something. Oh yeah. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, my my main the primary thing I wanted to see with with arm requests, because that's one that that's mine. Like that's that's right. personal to me. And and Sherwin like brought it to life with just this amazing sure. kind of Mike Manola uh art art style. But um right. but that one just it started here and it was just like I want to do this story. This is a story I want to tell. I named the main character Timothy, um, which is the name of my first firstborn child, you know. So um so I'd, I'd love to see that original graphic novel reprinted as we're, as we're looking at uh, how are we printing the, this follow-up novel. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, and they pretty much have, um, it's kind of split into three parts. Uh, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with the third part yet, um, but that that's all kind of planned out too. And like you said, there's the, all these other stories Um it's basically armor quest is kind of like star Wars meets Lord of the Rings is what a lot of people say. Um, and it, and it, and it is, um, it, it, as, there's glowing swords and yeah. there's, um, robots kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Not it's, a ton of a, them. It's not a steampunk. It's a, um, right. power punk, I guess. I don't <laughs> know what I would call it, but there's, um, yeah, it, there's mechanical stuff that they use as well, but it's, it's mechanical stuff that a medieval society would create because they have this energy source. Right. That's, that's kind of the made up uh, fantasy portion of, of protoculture energy source. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but yeah. And it's, it's, uh, and honestly, I mean, it came out, uh, 16 years ago. Or yeah. Something yeah. Like that. So that one, that would but it's still been it's still honestly it really still has been uh really beloved like a lot of people really liked it um because it was written and illustrated so well and it's kind of and i can and i can vouch too they have a very good world built around it because I, I have the world book and everything and who knows if we'll end up doing yeah, uh, yeah. So, something with that too but there are there's and, but because of all that and because of um putting all the hard work in um they have uh something that is is really good um you know, it, it, it's what you really want a lot of intellectual properties to be like. They're really a full, good, big idea. And it, and it can really kind of you can tell a lot of stories in that world. And it and it is I mean, it all it is all really good um, and it is going to be coming out. So definitely keep an eye out for that. I did want to, to give you a chance, though, too, to talk a little bit about your uh, novel that you wrote um, that you wanted <laughs> to get out there. Yeah, what's, what's the story about, Ben? Uh, the the novel that I wrote. Tell yeah. Mike. What? Tell Mike. Oh, what it's about? It's called Ghosts of the Future, and it's uh, about a a crew of on a ship who uh, they're investigating just an interesting anomaly as they're just on their way from point A to point B. Uh, but then the interesting anomaly turns out to have some dark secrets, uh, and it involves time and, and there's, there's some time bending going on, if not straight on time travel. 
um, and just dealing with with uh, all of that. But then there's, of course, you know, the, there's the tension of the bad guys and and that sort of thing. But they is this a sailing vessel or outer space? It's outer, outer space. space. Yeah, it's, sci- it's sci-fi. Um, it's the it's the the ship is called the Tabitha, and it's uh, their their crew. It's it, I mean, it, they uh, they're just regular people on a spaceship just trying to make their make their living and and then they get drawn into this kind of wacky crazy it's not wacky like uh like wacky races but it's more like just just unusual situation that that none of them could have expected and um it came from actually from tim baron tim baron drew a picture of an astronaut uh, or of a spacesuit with a skull in it. And I was just like, oh, what's the story of that behind that? And that's what kind of got me thinking about it. And then I really wanted to write a novel. It was one of those moments where it's like, I want to do something for myself. And uh, took my son to a concert by Andy Minio. And he has a song. It's just all about his creative uh, dry spell that he went through. And it's just this kind of rallying cry of, you can't stop me, you know, and just kind of yeah. really inspired me to like do this. And then, a year later, I happened to take my son to another concert by Andy Minio, and I'm standing in the back watching one of the, the the early acts. And I actually started working on my novel a little bit there too, because I was working on it every day for for November NaNoWriMo. and uh, so I actually at his concert wrote some of the novel there. Uh, but that, how did you write? Did you write with by hand in a pen in a in a tab? This this was on my phone through uh, Google Drive. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah which was the best way for me to be able to track that across devices. So, so I could do it on my laptop do, with voice technology. Did you speak into the phone? <laughs> I just no, stood just there like in the corner, thing. just doing my little thumbs. On my, it was not the best uh, environment, but I did write, you know, like half a chapter uh, at this sure. concert. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just like, I want to write a story that's just, just for me. And, and that it's not because someone asked me to do it. It's not because someone said, Hey, we need this, you know, you're good at the Bible story thing. Can you do some more Bible stories? I love doing that. Don't get me wrong. But this was like, there was, it was also a dry spell for me where I, I wasn't getting many jobs as well. So I'm like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this. And so, yeah, the novel is done. I just don't know what I'm doing with it. I've never, I've never dealt with publishing a novel on my own and, or I've never dealt with like trying to get an agent and getting a publisher to publish it. And so I'm, I've been kind of sitting on it now and um, I've gone through and done the editing that I'm happy with. And the story is, is in a place where I'm, I'm happy with it. The ending is in a place where I'm happy with it. The it's changed from the initial idea. The initial idea was that a guy finds a, the spacesuit with the, the skeleton in it. And he's like, well, apparently in the future I'm going to die and then I'll end up in the past somehow to find myself. But as long as this is attached to my spacesuit, I'll never die because I only found one spacesuit, not two. And so he's, he's like, as long as I've got this thing here, time's on my side. Um, and that kind of developed into more of a ensemble cast and, and that whole bit kind of went away, but the idea they find, uh, the spacesuit, and it is someone from their crew who's still alive. And so then the mystery is, okay, so how did it get here? How did this happen? And then even who is it? Because it's the skeleton. They have to, you know, the, do some scans and stuff, figure out who it is, but there's the mystery of which one of us is this. And, and how did it happen? So, 
I, I, and honestly, I mean, this is the thing, like I'm, I'm so happy for Ben because there's not a lot of times when he's really happy <laughs> with, with what he's written or, or, you know, like whatever. And the fact, writer, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and just, yeah. And, and just the fact that he's like, I'm, I'm done with it. He's like, I'm happy with the ending. I'm happy with the edits I've made. I mean, people, anybody that knows Ben knows that is like huge. Um, to, to have, cause he's definitely, and I mean, most of us are, he's definitely like, you know, that, uh, you know, the art is always, you know, abandoned, like it's never finished kind of, kind of mentality, but he's really, yeah. you know, satisfied but that's, and happy with That's it. the artistic paradox though, where right. the artistic paradox is, you know, where you look inside and you're like, it's not good enough. You know, it, it, is anything that I do good enough? But right. then at the same time, you're like, but I'm put, I'm putting it out there. I'm publishing it. You know, people right. are, you know, it, it's out there for you to read. I don't know if it's good enough for anyone to read, but I, you know, I'm sure it is. See, that's the thing. I guess that's the reason why I'm kind of excited too, is that some of the best um, stories and shows or, or comics or whatever have been stuff that people have kind of done themselves that, you know, the, and, and it just comes from more of a personal place and, and stuff. And it really resonates. Um, and it's not, and you know, and it's just like with like Mike, um, but like you too, I mean, once you have that um, kind of the storytelling structure and you understand a lot of those things and, and then, you, you know, I don't know. I, I, I would, we'll see. I would we'll have see more what confidence happens. than you do. <laughs> but if we'll, you're interested in writing uh, uh, short fantasy or science fiction, uh, I know a bunch of anthologies that pay that are looking. Yeah, absolutely. I would, yeah. I would I'd be very interested in, in seeing that for sure. Um, yeah. The, the whole thing with ghosts of the future is it was, it's, it's the whole kind of idea where C.S. Lewis and Tolkien were talking about like, we need to write the novels we want to see. You know, we gotta, right. we want to write the one. And so, and, and that's where, um, where it was for me. So I, I want to write a book that I want to read. And, yeah, and I did, I did. So if nothing else, I succeeded there and yeah. 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 And, um, I know, I know Mike's been, um, constantly asking and kind of letting people know where to follow or stalk Ben on uh, social media <laughs> as we've, as we've done this. As I've already started stalking, stalking him. Um, but uh, Ben, are there, are there any other places you'd really like people to follow you? Yeah. So there's welcome to level seven. That's the Marvel uh, cinematic universe podcast that I'm a part of. There's comic book time machine, which is, that's kind of my, more of the hobby podcast than any other podcast. I mean, they're all hobby podcasts, right. but right. Um, that's the one where I'll read a comic and decide I want to record an episode about what I thought about this comic book. And, and if I have time, I do. And if I don't, I, I don't. And so there's long gaps of time in between. I have two other guys that there's longer gaps between their episodes. So yeah. I don't feel too bad. But it's great. Cause you have the three different voices. Yeah. And yeah. Stuff. And there's strangers and aliens, which is about uh, faith and fantasy, Christianity, spirituality, uh, and, and science fiction and, and that kind of thing. Um, and that's the one has been going on for, for 10, 10 years now. Uh, so those are kind of the podcast realm. Of course, there's supersonic pod comics, which yeah. we've been talking about, but that's, there's a relaunch happening. And, yeah. and so we've been kind of priming the pump a little bit and definitely please like it on Facebook. There's a, there's a page called supersonic pod comics. And if you just look yeah. it up there, please like it on Facebook. You'll get 
as soon as I get out of, of slander. <laughs> you'll get uh, you'll get notifications there. We also have an Instagram uh, that we're we're doing, and we have a Twitter, but we don't use it very much. Um, yeah. But and, and then the other thing I would just say is like for for me myself, um, Ben Avery Storyteller is my Facebook presence where I kind of. I'll post random uh, podcast episodes there and just updates about what I'm doing and that kind of thing. So um, my, my personal website, benavery.com you can go to, but it's really out of date. <laughs> we'll, we'll, um, and I will say we have been, um, have been talking with the publisher of armor quest. And since we're getting ready to um, release the, the, the big novel um, and the, uh, I, 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 like 99% sure that, that the plans are to re-release the graphic novel too. Um, that um, the, uh, the plan is also to update the website. And to, so it'll be the armorquest.com um, website and, and that yeah. will be updated with all that stuff too. Yeah. And there is armor quest on Facebook that I've uh, just started posting again too. I, I think I posted just a teaser right. about some stuff that's coming up and yeah. 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 But that's that's all the social media stuff. But Ben Avery Storyteller, you go there, you'll be able to find links to all these other places. And that's probably right now the best hub. Um, but I'd really appreciate it if you'd like, especially Supersonic Pod Comics on Facebook, if you're if you're listening right now. As soon as I get out yeah. of Sam. <laughs> yeah. uh, Facebook jail. Yes. Yeah, that's always it's always fun. I mean How and would it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I was in it for a little short, but that was, I don't know. I think they interpreted a word wrong or something. That's what happened to me. Yeah. A friend said he'd been advised to light candles to get rid of the ghosts in his house. And I wrote, you have to burn the whole house down. Oh, Bam. yeah. Within 30 seconds, I'd been banned for 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, that was one of the things. I actually didn't get banned from that, but I got banned from, um, yeah, I, I actually still had access to everything, but I couldn't. Uh, I think it automatically kicked me out of a bunch of groups and stuff and everything. And when I was talking about a friend and I was just teasing him, and I said something, and I was saying something about um, setting him on fire or something, and it happened. Yeah, they ever, it's a real, yeah, I mm. guess apparently setting houses or people on fire is really. Yeah, it's and, a serious and then, problem. Know, they have but to if you say something, on. if you say something they don't like, they right. slap the lax context label on you. Yeah, yeah. Lax context. Yeah. Yep. It's fun. But then then is more careful with his words though. I, I am very careful with my words. But I have <laughs> I have different people that I represent that you know I have to I have to be careful. You right. know like I've oh yeah. I, I my my day job is is a children's pastor. And so sure. I one way or another I'm I'm just very very careful because and also just in general, that's just my personality is right. I'm, I'm just a very generally speaking, sometimes I'll put the, the foot in the mouth, but yeah. um, on social media, I'm just, I'm just very careful and, and try to be very even keel and, and not get into fights and not get into, uh, although it does happen, but not often. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm probably more of the jokes, more of the edgy jokester. And then it's like, Jeff, don't, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> like like okay you're no fun but yeah but it's uh yeah it's always interesting but yeah definitely check out all the stuff um he's got doing if you want to see or hear or read the novel 
um, bug Ben, tell him, uh, cause, cause it, it's, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, I'm telling you, like, I, I've got a good feeling about it just from the fact of that you're so happy with the story and that just happens so rarely. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's like, I'm just at this point though, I'm just stuck in the, I don't know what to do. And yeah. my personality type is like to research and find out. And I'm just, right. I don't know where to look, but cause I, you know, when I was younger, I used to, you know, have the subscription to writer's digest and get right. the, the writer's manual every year and everything. Ooh, and right. and, oh, and yeah. now it's just, I don't, I don't even know where to look anymore. Oh yeah. So. Everything. Well, everything keeps changing. I'm sure Michael hook you up, but, uh, happy to. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do have some other great guests coming up. Not that Ben wasn't great, because I think he is. Um, and he has a lot of great stuff. I, I really wanted to get into some of the other stuff that he's um, done, too. I know he's for years he's done stuff with uh, Joni Erickson Tata and uh, yeah, disabled yeah. Um, kids and things and helped with um, their big camps and things for that. And um, But honestly, I mean, that's just for me, that's just all the more <clears throat> reason to uh, to support somebody, you know, people like Ben. Um, and same with other creators too. I mean, man, especially like when you, when you find, you know, it means a lot, um, especially to people like Ben who are doing these other things and helping kids and, and doing other things, um, who don't have a ton of time to do creative, uh, stuff too. And, uh, so when you support their stuff, it, it really means a lot, um, and is very, um, encouraging and, and, um, he loves it when, uh, when it's, you know, feels when it touches your life and stuff. And, um, so I guess that, I guess that's it. I will, Super I will, now. I will let you, uh, I will let you go. Um, any last words or, Oh no. Okay. I will let Ben, Ben is famous for saying, aside oh. from introducing himself with two Ben's. <laughs> okay. So that, <laughs> I don't Did know he, where that came from, but I, I, Early on, Strangers and Aliens, it started. I don't know how I was listening. It's like it's Ben Avery. Ben Avery. So some people actually call him Ben Ben. Yeah, but that's that's just me saying I'm Ben. So you you can call me Ben. Yeah. But then I'm I'm you know just making sure you know which Ben I am. I'm I'm Ben. Ben Avery. You know what? What do you say at the end of your shows? I just want to wish you. uh, I want to say thank you so much for listening, and I want to wish you Godspeed. So there you have it. I hope you found it a little bit interesting. I think it was a fun conversation that I had with JS Earls and Mike Barron there. And the YouTube channel is, like I said, the Barron Earls show. And you should definitely check them out. Like I said earlier in the episode, they have some uh, fantastic guests on there. And as JS Earls uh, joked, most of those guests are (laughs) Mike Barron's friends. Um, But yeah, there's... There's definitely some some something good there if you love hearing about uh, uh, just comic creators and and how they do their thing. So 
check out the Baron Earls show on YouTube. The other thing, though, is J.S. Earls and I, as we've talked about, the Supersonic Pod Comics audio drama series, it's it's uh, relaunching this week. And when I say this week, I mean the same week that this episode dropped. But definitely, you know, search Supersonic Pod Comics and you will find a handful of different series. It's a shared universe comic book style stories about superheroes. Uh, but the episode that's launching or heading up our relaunch is red, white, and blue. That's a third series or third episode of the red, white, and blue series. And red, white, and blue was actually an afterthought where we just created something very quick to just kind of do a proof of concept of what the superhero audio drama series would sound like. And so we did a, a 12, a 12 minute episode of red, white, and blue. And we didn't have any actors from the other shows that we were doing the Mark, the randoms, sumo girl and coding Superforce. So it's JS Earls. It's me. And it's Nathan James Norman, who's another uh, founding father of supersonic pod comics. And we, we just played the, the three main characters for that proof of concept series but now that proof of concept series we did a second episode and those characters are actually becoming a little bit more important to the main universe through line that we have going on leading into the end of season one and the big crossover event war storm so please subscribe to that podcast i think you'll enjoy it if you enjoy listening to things like this where we talk about comics. Well, with supersonic pod comics, you can hear comics. It's comic books for your ears, comic books for your mind. I can't remember the subtitle that we, we created a while back, but anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for spending time with me and with my friend, JS Earls and my new friend, Mike Barron. And until next time, which I think is going to be swamp thing centric, because those Swamp Thing comics are coming this week. So until next time, Godspeed.